0: Welcome to the Coffee Pod Mini series of podcasts. This is the AI for Science and Government Edition. In here, we want to focus on the people behind the project and get to know them and their story. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of The Coffee Pot. <laughs> and I'm very happy to have here someone that I've known before, if actually knows me, <laughs> not from the cheering. Um We we are here with Dominic De Francesco. That's it. Um, so welcome. Thank you. Um, my first question to everyone that joins and listens to The Coffee Pot is very simple. How do you take your coffee?
1: I have my coffee without milk and one sweetener. Okay. And that's what I've prepared myself here. So.
0: Yes, that's good. I can see that you have a coffee, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's um almost black coffee. Yeah, that's great. pretty much. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us, Dom, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? How did you get here? Um, where did you study? All of those things.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm in ASG now researching digital twins and data-centric engineering. But I'm not a statistician or a computer scientist. I'm a more traditional engineer. I did my undergraduate degree a long time ago now in <laughs> mechanical engineering. And then I worked for like five or six years in the energy industry and then did a PhD <laughs> and then came here. And that's when I became interested in kind of computational statistics.
0: Have you always lived in the UK?
1: I've always lived in the UK. Yeah, I've got an Italian surname because my dad's family is still living in Italy.
0: Well, that's cool. Did you always live around um, around London and Cambridge, is this...
1: No, I've, I've been here with my wife now in Cambridge for, I guess, around four or five years before I started the PhD, but I grew up in Lancashire and then East Sussex and then went to university in Durham. Yeah. So all over, really.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that's all over like, yeah. England. You've, <laughs> you've, you've had a bit of a taste of everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so how come... Are you now interested? Because you're more, as you said, more a classical engineer, so like a Mm. a mechanical engineer. How come did you now find yourself doing um, more of the statistical and the computational part
1: of things? Um, I find the topic really interesting. I think when you're working as an engineer, and this is part of the challenge of introducing new methods to engineering, you're just so busy about keeping things running and there's a bit of a reluctance to trying anything drastically new because, um, as the saying goes, if it's not broken, don't try and fix it. And there's there's some merit to that. Things aren't falling down. You don't have too much scope to introduce completely new methods, um, but when you do a PhD, you can explore them you know, to your heart's content. And it was actually very useful to look at some of the challenges I encountered in my work and think about how could I solve these a bit better. Using some of the software tools that are freely available now, so that's where I focus my research on.
0: So, your PhD was more on the software side of things.
1: It was. It ended up being about Bayesian data analysis in the context of structural integrity management. So, yeah, I was finding challenges that and looking at how we solve them in industry, and then trying to do a direct comparison to how you'd solve them with some some better uncertainty quantification, and trying to quantify the benefits of doing things properly
0: and now you're at the turing where i suppose you kind of not do a lot of engineering part and you're more on the simulation part because you're doing digital twins mm. how was this transition for you to now have more of a theoretical
1: um so i'm quite lucky i i i hope this applies to other researchers but i have quite a lot of autonomy in my work and yeah. i do try and focus it on um I do try and meet industry halfway, rather than going too far off into the uh, <laughs> theoretical ether, um, so, t- so that the research can have a bit more impact. So I always try and relate it to to problems that I know uh, remain challenges to industry.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Um, and and also I guess keeps you, um, c- close to to. The work you've done before and everything, right? Like you do.
1: Yeah, I definitely see myself somewhere in between. I still speak to engineers and I speak to academics, and um, it would be cool if they were a bit closer together. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to fill the middle ground.
0: Yeah, it's a bit complicated.
1: <laughs> it definitely can be. Yeah.
0: Um. And how have you found um your life here at the Turing?
1: Yeah, it's great. I joined. I joined during the uh, during the COVID era, unfortunately. So I had a remote onboarding. But then shortly after, they read The Office, and um, it looks fantastic. <laughs> and it's I love coming into work here. It, it looks great, and there's always someone to chat to. And um, it's, it's been brilliant.
0: And you've managed to try the coffee <laughs> And the machines. coffee's great,
1: yeah. yeah. I've, I've, told, I've shown people the uh, incredible machines we have here for the coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good. Um, do you think that if you went back to your um, past self, just going into undergrad, did you ever think you would end up doing the work that you do right now?
1: No, <laughs> and that's that's never fair, really, because I'm coming with knowledge I, I couldn't have had at the time. But yeah, I've I've thought about this a lot, and I had next to no statistics in my degree, and yeah. hopefully that's changed now. Uh, I see at Cambridge now that the the guys starting their PhDs have had some kind of I think they call it information engineering. But they're, they're more prepared for the digital age than I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what would you tell to your past self? So imagine that you're talking to younger self. Mm. And I ask this in case there's someone listening that does actually have a background similar to yours. So what would you tell them uh, if they wanted to, to steer their career in the direction that you are? I suppose you would tell them to study more statistics.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there's one of the great things about our topic is that you can apply it kind of across so many different domains but um maybe not to worry too much about it because um you know i was able to work successfully and in my area and it it was all good experience and yeah i wouldn't say i have any hard regrets but um but it definitely would have been helpful to think more about uncertainty
0: so to be more certain about uncertainty
1: yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if that uh, helps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just um, think you've had like, because um, as you said, you went from a classical engineering yeah. to just like a more um, theoretical side of it. As you said, you're still in the middle, but it's a quite an interesting path that you've taken. Uh, because usually, uh, mechanical engineers tend to do, um, it, you know, the more actual engineering mm. part of things rather than the rest. Um, so, um, yeah, so besides engineering and besides the work that you do what do you enjoy doing what are your hobbies currently um what do you enjoy uh spending your time doing
1: um my big hobby has always been football um i played that throughout my life i was gonna
0: ask playing or watching or both
1: both (laughs) uh, through my phd as well and I'm just about becoming too old to play football now <laughs> properly. <laughs> so I still do um, friendly games, but um, but yeah, I was struggling to run around for 90 minutes without pulling a muscle, so <laughs> I decided to call it a day. I also do some data analysis for football as well, just as like a hobby. I've, I've got a blog where I write some um, uncertainty quantification in football. Oh, that's posts. really cool. Yeah, that's good fun.
0: <laughs> so when you're not doing work, you're doing a little bit of work.
1: Yeah, so if I'm not playing football, I might be watching football. And if I'm not watching football, I might be modelling football.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, people can tell that you like football. Yeah,
1: yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and also, I was going to say, you're not too old to play. You can... Uh...
1: Yeah, so I still have friendly kickabouts and just um, where I don't... Not endanger my, my body anymore. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, just getting injured a bit too much.
0: So what do you analyse in your blog? That's actually a cool thing that you do. That you have like a side data analysis thing. So, what do you look at, and what do you show there?
1: Um, yeah. So, for example, there's one statistic that the football world have kind of adopted, which is a tough journey to to go on, but um, pretty much major footballing broadcasters now refer to XG as a widely used term, and that's the uh, expected goals of a shooting okay. opportunity. And I wrote an article on describing the uncertainty in XG and using uh, a multi-level Bayesian model, which I took from my work to, to get player specific XG as well as, you know, for for a team. Um, and that kind of depressingly got a lot more attention uh, online than any of my academic work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, But maybe that's because I was writing it in a more jargon free way.
0: Oh, I think also on the other hand, it's just because it's a more like um it's a more broad topic.
1: That's true, actually. Yeah, you're Yeah, you right.
0: unfortunately you have far more people caring about football than
1: <laughs> Yeah, than engineering.
0: <laughs> yes, I think so. Um uh, that's 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 cool though.
1: My other hobby that's been taking a lot of my time last year is we got a puppy.
0: <gasps> yes. Uh,
1: and she turned one yesterday.
0: Oh, happy birthday. So that was
1: good fun. Yeah.
0: When the episode comes out, she's gonna be one in a couple of weeks maybe a couple of months <laughs> uh, but what's her name tell us
1: um she's called ada and i got that idea from our machine learning alphabet by our entrance uh l is for lovelace oh yeah ada lovelace was, is according to our mural
0: oh, maybe considered
1: name. the uh the world's first programmer so that was the insp- she's not named after ada lovelace but that was the inspiration and we both like the name
0: no, was really nice and yeah. surprisingly relevant to, to the,
1: yeah, the, yeah. the
0: audience of the Turing that is listening.
1: Yeah, they'll know more about Ada Lovelace than I do, but um, <laughs> it's also the name of our, our pop.
0: <laughs> and uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about doing next? Where are your plans? Because now ASG is coming to an end. Mm. So are you going to stick around the Turing?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to, to stick around. Um, I think like a lot of us, I've got so many ideas of things to work on and, and methods to improve it's just about finding the time and getting anything organized to do it but i think there's a lot more to contribute in this area and like i say a personal aim of mine is to to kind of take industry with us and make sure that some of these methods really get employed and we see the benefit of them in practice
0: maybe you can even have a bit of more of a serious project on your football passion
1: yeah yeah <laughs> maybe um A lot of um, football data is getting made freely available now, so I like to just peruse it and think of any ideas for analysis.
0: (laughs) If something comes to
1: me, I, I write a little article.
0: Just a casual saturday afternoon just yeah, l- looking at yeah. data <laughs> considering what to analyze next <laughs> well, I,
1: I find it fun i'm sure a lot of people do yeah.
0: <laughs> i think that our listeners a lot of them would find this fun yes uh, where can people find your blog
1: it's called all your bays.com and <laughs> um, bays is in there. thomas Bayes, bays, bay's in statistics
0: yeah okay yeah. so people can find you there yeah and can just read your analysis and give you more clicks than your academic analysis. <laughs> yeah.
1: Make that even more of a depressing ratio uh, and and any ideas for, for more work as well.
0: <laughs> no, this is, this has been really great. Thank you so much for joining yeah, no and problem. for um, having this chat with me. Yeah, it's been telling good. Telling us a little bit about yourself Um, and all the best of luck to, to um your research, your blog, and uh, most of all, your puppy, because I think that's what most importantly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Coffee Pod.
0: I'm your host, V Kostogonj, and the episodes are produced by Luca Lane. This is a collaboration with ASG, with a shout-out to Zainab Ismail and Achintia Rao.
1: Our music has been produced by Spiders Eat Vinyl.